got right. some okay food down there. They got some drinks. So yeah, check it out. Oh, Knoxville. Huh? Great food. Lots of lots of craft beer and stuff and pool. Pool. Billy Bones and in, in the, the that's another place that uh that Sir Seasitter likes to hang out at. Except I think he's working this weekend. Yeah, he likes to you lurk know. around there. Oh. That's for sure. Also, big congratulations to you. Mm. You guys really have this AI Joe thing nailed. Yeah. He, Fingers and everything. <laughs> Joe, you got, he, you got he looks it great. dialed in. He looks real over there. Dialed on in. Well, thank you very much. Super I sounds it. real. Looks real. He's, All right. He, yeah. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hold me up. Uh, Sometimes. Blow everyone up. Yeah. I think that's the real Joe over there, although it could be AI. I don't know. Uh, Hey, Chris, a.k.a. Sir Seasitter. Hello, hello. How'd you know it was me? You tracking me? Oh, yes, I know. I know everything about you. Well, Where joke's you on you. No beret was right. This is the facsimile. This okay. is not the real me. Hey, I'll, hey, either one. What do you got on? What do you got for d and I know you want to talk about that. Uh, well, what I had to say was important enough that I rushed home in the truck and got on Skype, if you can believe that. Does that oh, sound okay? You sound great. Oh, good. All right. Just the slight shoe phone Wait, here. Did, uh, did you just have a, a sign on the on the with like a sign on the front door of the store that just said "back in five minutes" and you left? <laughs> I don't work retail anymore. Thank Christ. Praise Christ. Um, no, I, I did want to. This is going to be so hard to talk about without kind of talking in circles. The nature of consciousness, reality, all that stuff. You either sound like a, a retard when you're talking about it, or you just get lost down so many rabbit holes because there's so many ways you could go with this. But Mike. The exact conversation you uh, were having near the top of the show, right before the Shane Moss clip, is something my co-host and I were talking off the air uh, just like two nights ago. And it's this idea that maybe the Bill Gates of the world, the globalists, they know about this uh, uh, simulation that we currently live in. And I think talking about the... uh, I think it's like saying the sky is blue at this point to anybody that's had a significant psychedelic experience to say that the human race and the earth are one entity, one cosmic consciousness together. But everything is scaled. Everything is levels, right? Uh, I'm with you so, so I'm, far. I'm, okay. Well, it's so if it's, it's not just a simulation in one and there's everything is true through a certain lens, right? So everything on this plane, like if a kid dies of cancer, it's really sad, but on another level, everything is perfect. From God consciousness that you can experience, everything is perfect. You can't have suffering. You can't enjoy. You can't enjoy joy without suffering and pain. It's they go together. But this is not just a simulation. This is a test, which Im- or a game, which implies that you can win the game or at least progress to another level. It's probably infinite levels, right? So I'm sure the globalists have figured this out. And they were the ones that introduced acid. You know, the CIA and all that stuff. That's a whole rabbit hole with MKUltra, but they clearly have mapped consciousness out and they have the resources to do it Uh, to a a level that most uh, plebs don't necessarily have because they can do double blind placebo ego death studies, I'm assuming, something like that. But uh, so, yeah, global consciousness is a given. The question is, what's next? What's the next step? And I would say if the Graham Hancock, Randall Carlson theory that could go back for infinity, like civilization, Sodom, like uh, not Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, Atlantis. Mm-hmm. We get so advanced, we get wiped out. The mud floods, all that. That could go back for infinity on Earth. So if you have this hidden historic knowledge, 
and you have a map of the uh, consciousness is like, okay, we need to get everybody on the same page. Really how you do that is to change the world. You want to be the change you want to see. You want to work on yourself. But there's the control freak mindset, like a cheat code almost. Instead of, uh, it's like we've been doing with the human race, the collective consciousness that might turn into a celestial being and be in some bigger battle after that. We've been, we've not been able to get there for a billion years. The human race has been destroying themselves or getting wiped out by super volcanoes and asteroids. Let's just go ahead and pump the gas on this thing and see, cause we need to get off this rock basically and into the, you know, the next incarnation of, uh, human consciousness where all of our souls are combined into one being where we're another piece on the chessboard with all the memory of the entire human race. We can't get there. We haven't succeeded so far. So if you're the globalist and you have all this knowledge, then you're not really being selfish. If you're, uh, breaking some eggs to make an omelet, I guess, I guess, uh, complete authoritarian control to get everyone on the same narrative so we can launch ourselves into a different dimension. I exactly. love everything so, you're saying. It's a, it's amazing. <laughs> I, I, what would be the goal? Like, so if that is the case and there is some, like, is is there an objective cosmically worldwide to get human, conscious, human consciousness to unify towards some greater goal? And is that, like, is there a reality that we can't even comprehend now? Like, I'm trying to follow you and it's very abstract but i think it's you're hard to onto something stuff. interesting well it's the the correct way to accomplish this would be everyone becomes the person that they know and want they could be i've failed at this i think 99.99 percent of people aren't the person that they know they could be that's the correct way to create that's the real true globalism it's why communism doesn't work is because we have selfishness but the correct way to ascend to a higher plane where we are truly tested alex jones talks similar stuff about this like he says that's why the clockwork elves and the you know the lizard people come in. There are good and bad entities, and exactly. the bad ones are trying to trick, uh, as Alex Jones says, trick the tadpole into killing itself before it becomes Godzilla. Hmm. Why not have the egg abort itself before it grows into the next thing? And so if the human race is one being, just fragmented in, into a bunch of pieces, all of human history is just one collective consciousness, what's the next step? So it sounds and like I you, know the you're globalists. in support of the globalists and the World Economic Forum. It sounds like <laughs> you're supporting you their Bill agenda. Gates? It's it's uh, it's hard to they're they're trying to reach the same goal, but they're doing it through totalitarianism and authoritarianism, yeah. which is not going to work. But the the correct way to do that nobody's none of us have. I mean, outside of maybe Jesus and Buddha and even Gandhi and MLK had some selfishness issues. But the correct way to do globalism is everybody just becomes a selfless, caring, loving person. Oh, but that's, that's, that, that might, that could take so another hundred billion years. So why not do what the globalists are doing? Force everybody force through yeah. uh, Neuralink and brain chips to all be a collective global consciousness. We can be the Borg and they're hoping that'll be the cheat code that gets us to ascend to the next level. But now, so, okay. Uh, so when, did, did you hear the take I had on Mike's clip earlier where the introspection part forces you not necessarily forces you in a bad way it's almost like it it puts a mirror in front of you and it says this is the person who you are is that who you want to be and if you have a moral code if you have any standards you will change your behavior you will change the way you support the people around you and i think 
like the DMT stuff, like I, I don't I mean, I'm not sure that these people do it. Maybe they do it and they're yeah, like you're saying, they're doing a cheat code. Like we're just gonna force people to believe the same thing we do. But you can't force anybody to believe it. It's like forcing people to believe that the there was no election fraud during twenty twenty. So I and I know that that's like a very, you know, minuscule thing when we're talking about the stuff we're talking about now with this like the nature of reality. Yeah. The nature of reality, yeah. So the 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 idea being the these drugs and this introspection and so forth, you can get to that point and you don't have to wait millions or billions of years. You can get there as long as these things are legal and we encourage people to introspect and how are we treating our kids? How are we treating our neighbors? How are we treating our friends? And are, you know, are we grateful for the opportunities we get with our job or do we just hate the man? You know what I mean? That's, that is a definite aspect of psychedelic, uh, even, even uh, THC. Um, if you're not a smoking a pound of weed a day, every day stoner, You'll you'll get that uh, paranoia and introspection and whoa is that what people think about me exactly what you're talking about? But there's also another darker element to psychedelics and it's throughout human history. It involves building the pyramids and psychedelics and child sacrifice go together like peanut butter and jelly. The uh, real society with Hitler, the Mayans chopping people's hearts out and worshiping a collective snake god in the sky that they all hallucinated collectively. There is a aspect of psychedelics that is for some reason starts off like really positive, but the further down there, there's, there's definitely, I believe there's entities. I've had long year long communications with entities when I would take a bunch of mushrooms, five dry grams. I got up to like seven or eight Terrence McKenna style in silent darkness, the same entities over and over, like giving me stuff. And then like later I felt like it was all love. And over the course of years, I started questioning their motives because it would start to be like morality is relative. Like everything's kind of just a game. It really doesn't, or it's a, it's a, you know, the world is a stage. It's all, it's kind of not nihilistic, it kind of, but it kind of sounds uh, like Alistair Crowley kind of stuff within some of his channels. Yeah, and so if there's a game, there are uh, bosses in every game. If there's no enemies in the game, and if reality is a game that God or the universe created for us, if there's no uh, enemies to defeat, it's a pretty boring game. If there was no Sauron in Lord of the Rings, it would have just been three movies of hobbits hanging out, and it would have been <laughs> boring as shit. I'd watch it. So, <laughs> there's, a, there's a necessity to <clears throat> I guess demonic entities or lizard people or whatever you call them, because if there's no challenges, it's not a test. But there's definitely stuff that's trying to get us to, trying to get the caterpillar, if you want to call the human race a caterpillar, trying to get it Keep it from becoming a butterfly. Okay. And I don't know what that butterfly is going to look like. You need to put descriptions in your podcast. Yeah, I'm going to chop your balls off. <laughs> I don't I, think you give yourself yeah, enough credit. I've been telling Chris, abs in a six pack podcast for, I don't know, last year I told you, hey, put descriptions in there. People, people want to know. I have know, been a little bit. You've been, you've yeah, been doing better, been. but yeah, you got to get on that. You got a lot of things Dude, to uh, say. Hey, this is fantastic. And. Cocaine Bear was an awesome movie, and I only watched it because of you. But the shit that you bring to this show and to your <laughs> show, like it's incredible. Man, you do a good job. You, I don't know how did you get all this information because you're he a did young drugs, guy. Joe. You heard him. He does drugs it's, all the time. It, no, I'm. I, <laughs> and I. By the way, I recommend that nobody do DMT. I think it's it brings you into the afterlife, and it's something that humans aren't meant to experience while they're alive. I've oh, done man. it a handful smoke of times. Some reefer? I'm not saying it's, I'm, you know what? Go ahead and do it. Who okay, am I to tell people you. what to do? But, <laughs> but uh, I, I think um, 
mushrooms are the way to go. I think okay. that's the because you can just take you can take. Here, here's my thing: like uh, DMT is like a half hour experience. Mushrooms, you need at least ten hours, and I don't got that kind of time. No, no. Can I clock in yeah. on that? But you said something really interesting that was that you. if you don't have Sauron, you have hobbits hanging out, and ultimately you boil that down. You have good versus evil, and if you don't have good versus evil, what is the challenge? Because then there's only peace, and that as I think the globalists think that the, I don't know they're total control freaks. It's very strange, but I I feel like that that is like an it's a never-ending story. <laughs> I don't want to oh. say, but I love never-ending story. Yeah. And never-ending story, if you watch it high on DMT or anything else, you look at it, it, it is darkness versus light. It is, this is the core of it. And we talk about blue, the color blue. Like, is the color blue, the blue of the ocean, the blue of the sky, the blue of the flower? We all agree on this language, and now we have this society because we've put all this stuff together. Jesus Christ, dude! I'm a I'm high, and I'm not high right now. <laughs> Fuck you, Chris. That's and that's what uh, Christians don't understand is God is all powerful. Like from the Christian perspective, God is all powerful, all knowing. And as Alex Jones said, God knows everything except for where God came from. So he's running all these simulations. But the Christians don't understand, at least most of them, that the devil wouldn't exist if it wasn't part of God's story. Because what can oppose God's will? Nothing. It's everything is perfect and going according to Me. plan. At the end of the day. But you can't live your life uh, thinking like that, or you'll be living in a dumpster within two weeks. You have to you have to try to progress in the game, I guess is what I'm saying. And that goes in your own personal life, and that goes as the collective human consciousness. And the globalists are just trying to use cheat codes because they probably have the historic knowledge that we've been stuck in this on this little rock in this one dimension for way too long. And they're like, fuck it, if we have to kill we half the global us. population, we're doing it in everybody's best interest because we're all one collective soul that's been stuck in this little cyber prison for way too long. Collective I could talk about right this now. all day. I'm going to let you guys go because this is like a three-hour conversation. But Well, uh, we'll, we'll have to talk about in. it at a later date, uh, possibly when I come back on uh, Absent Six-Pack podcast. Come so. on. Come on anytime. Uh, we got to get, we gotta get to Gratitude, Chris. You know that. So, hey, thanks for calling Ooh. in, buddy. Yeah, he uh, he knows a lot of stuff about the nature of reality. Just he just needs to know about the nature of podcast descriptions. That's true. But uh, I'm, like, I'm like, I don't know if I want to listen to this or not. I have no idea. I don't know. Is this too much? Like, is this stoner talk? I don't know if it is. I have no. Idea. I think I've smoked pot three times. Yeah. Well, Cratchit, are you ready to shine over there? Sorry, I wasn't listening. What? Exactly. <laughs> Why can't you understand something that's so easy? Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Testing. Welcome back to Legit Bat. We are finally on because all these fucks are late today, but that's fine. Uh, ben isn't early. here. Uh, Cretched was here like 15 minutes ago. It was all on Chris, but it's fine. Uh, Boobs was here too. 
So to introduce the guest before we get going, uh, we have Cretched from OBDM, the god of fuck. I am the god of fuck. See, told you. I don't ever remember saying that. Well, we have it forever in our soundboard. I was AI. So I, that's been fake. <laughs> Deep fake. I'll, I will have to actually do that. Uh, and then we have Skidmark, a.k.a. Cersei Suter, a.k.a. Chris from Abs in a Six Pack. What's up, buddy? What's up, guys? It's good to be back. Yeah, sir. It's been a while. And last but not least, we got Boobs, a.k.a. Booberry from Behind the Schemes. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Doing well. Hope everybody's doing uh, doing good out there. Uh, like yeah, some, some complimentary Palo Santo for everybody. Oh uh, yeah. Does that get you high? I wish. <laughs> well, there's other things that can do that just as well, so it's fine. Uh, so we, we wanted to do this uh, mainly because we've been trying to schedule guests again. It's been a while, as you all know. And uh, Skidmark called in to our favorite show, OBDM, a couple weeks ago. with, And the calls are usually, you know, in Cretchen's mind, best, best under about 45 seconds. This one went a little Wrap longer. Too long. Yes. Wrap it up. I agree. I'm right there with you, Cretchen. As I'm listening, I'm like, okay, stop. I like, can you see made your point. Get well, out if it here. goes too long, you can see Cretchen's eyelids start to twitch. <laughs> and then he starts looking up gifts and everything. And uh, yeah, I just, it gets I just bad. push this button and you just can't tell what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, weird. He froze. How did you do that? <laughs> Hit the other button. It's free set. I think Cretchen had the dumpster fire GIF going while I was uh while I was talking on that call. Yeah, probably. No, it was a great call. So I wanted to kick it off with that. And we can get into whatever you guys have. If you have articles or anything, but I liked where your uh, call was going and it fits our show very well. Uh, why don't you kind of, if you remember what you talked about, kind of go into that? Because you started out by saying like consciousness and the nature of reality. You either sound like a fucking retard when you talk about it or you just kind of talk in circles. And we've talked about it a lot. I, think I did and, both. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. I'm guessing we sounded more like retards than anything else, but we like talking about it. So. If you remember, or if you just want to riff on that, how did you uh, how did you start that? Uh, I think I just made it up as I went. No, um, well, <laughs> we I, all do. It's it, it's uh, oh god, yeah, it's one of the. How do you start off on that? Um, I think the what the what triggered me to make that call was I heard Mike talking about uh, the, something along the lines of you know Mike was talking about the the globalists they have uh, essentially an idea that we live in a simulation, so they're just yeah, <laughs> I have a shot. Uh, shot color on. That's a long story. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the I think his his premise was uh, the globalists have a really good idea of uh, that this is a simulation or some kind of test, and so they're just trying to break the barriers and uh, running all kinds of crazy experiments on people to see what works. Uh, was I believe what Mike said. Uh, so and, that's kind of uh, my takeaway from it is you were basically saying the globalists are right in their own way. And we've kind of argued that too, but not the way people would think. We're not saying they're, they're right, but I get what you're saying. Like they're, they've kind of got the same idea, but they're just going about it in a crazy genocidal manner. So what is, so Jen had some points she was bringing about last night though. The, uh, how everybody's kind of coming to the same conclusion that everything is kind of one and that seems cheesy and you sound like a retard when you say it, but if you think about it and like extrapolate out from that, that it, it does make sense in a certain frame of reference. So. Well, it's by design. I think, I think we are born as individuals. Obviously we are, but we're born to not even think of another person as possibly being part of us because we are separate from them. So that concept is right out the gate, completely 
ridiculous to even think about. Um, and then it's also by design to be able to talk about it sounds retarded. I mean, for lack of a better word, because they want you to not the they or maybe the universe or whatever, whatever we're in wants us to be individuals because there's some sort of game that we're playing or there's something we have to do where we have to achieve a certain goal as an individual, maybe. We're not all born as individuals because you have to rule You're ruling out Siamese twins in that calculation. <laughs> they still are separate, though. Yeah. Toge- I mean, together. They still have their separate. own brain. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, there's, I believe that that term is outdated. It's actually what's the Thailand It's probably twins. offensive. Thailand oh. Twins, is it? <laughs> Siam doesn't exist anymore. That was a geography uh, joke. What do they call Siamese cats? Uh, cats. Asian cats. <laughs> Terrible creatures. No, there's that story about that. Uh, the Siamese twins. I don't know if it's true. It was on a meme, so it's probably true. But mm-hmm. there was like two two Siamese twins that were sharing an ass, and only one of them was gay. Oh, is that a true story? Well, that's if fucked you, up. If, if you read it on the internet, there's a high chance that I'm it was need probably a accurate. For that, I I can't follow. <laughs> there's the two girls. The two girls that have their show, and they just have two heads and one body. And one of the girls has a boyfriend, and the other doesn't. So what's the name of their show? One cup. <laughs> Do they share vaginas though? Yes. Oh, well, you're in it for the ride, sister. Sorry. <laughs> Do they trade? I'm sure, off She doesn't them? mind. She doesn't have to do anything. She just lays there and has zero. She's like, ah, totally in the into this. <laughs> just describing a lot of women there. But. <laughs> I, I think uh, one thing I was trying to get across on that call to uh, OBDM was that I probably didn't articulate well was the idea that uh, the lost history, um, whether it goes back to, I think I, I think I did bring up Randall Carlson and Graham Hancock. The like, how far back does that go? Was the essential question I was kind of getting to. And if there is hidden knowledge about uh, how far back our species has been rising and falling technologically and everything, uh, and if there is a higher ascension point humans can get to on another dimensional plane, and the globalists know this. That was my main, I guess my main, the crux of it was if if we've been stuck doing the same thing over and over and over and it's not working, uh, then maybe uh, there's some, <laughs> some uh, you know, when you, when you start trying crazy things and a bunch of people get killed in the process, it might not be that bad of a thing if it's for a greater good, quote unquote. I mean, most of us uh, agree that history is pretty much not, I wouldn't say completely fabricated, but a lot of it. And we're led to believe certain things and certain dates and certain people. And nobody's there to really prove it out. You know, there's no, I don't really believe much after like the 1900s and, oh, yeah. or before, before the 1900s or after really, but like before that, like how do you prove out like what happened 2000 fucking years ago, carbon dating, sure, whatever science, you know, that's about it. But to to think that there is some kind of way that these people know about what happened thousands of years ago and what's happened over and over and over again it seems to make sense to me like everything else is cyclical cyclical so why why wouldn't that be as well like why wouldn't the same shit happen over and over i'm same fairly with, uh, certain i'm fairly oh, certain good. we're like 23 iterations <laughs> deep through this shit <laughs> probably 33 yeah. at this point <laughs> yeah uh, the deja vu thing is a big factor that i don't underestimate mm-hmm it could be explained away through other things, but... Uh, you want to explain your deja vu? What do you think deja vu is? No, I want to hear his. What do you think it is? Um, man, that's... Well, 
it to, it all becomes down to the, I, you, going back to everything is one is the collective how how much stored DNA well, you can answer that so many different ways uh, with genetic memory um, how much of your ancestors doing that uh, doing similar things uh, leads to your genetic memory and causes deja vu or is it like Jim Morrison said we're all a part of the cosmic movie that means the day you die you have to live your life, whole life over and over and over again so you better make, have some uh, interesting things happening. I think was what he said. But uh, whole ass Groundhog uh, Day. Deja vu is like some right, some wild stuff. But whatever it is, it seems so significant when it hits you uh, in the right way that it has to be something. Uh, to me, it has to be something uh, more profound than just uh, some kind of weird brain tick. I guess. And to piggyback off of that, the genetic memory. Uh, there's. I've heard ideas postulated that that's where phobias come from, that somewhere in the lineage there was you know, someone that got uh, bitten by a snake, and that travels on through, and, and that's what makes people just so deathly afraid of you know, spiders, snakes, what have you. Um, then you should be afraid of other humans quite a bit, too, if that's the case. I think we are. I really think we are. I'm scared of Cretchid, but I do want to hear from Cretchid on this type of shit because uh, we hardly ever hear him speak on the weird esoteric, you know, nature of reality type shit. Like, what's your opinion on all of this shit? Is it just hooey or what do you think? Well, I'll let you chew. I'm, I'm, I was at the grocery store yesterday and it's it's early September, which means now it's um, uh, Halloween candy time. So and pumpkin got, spice, got candy corn. No, fuck it- pumpkin spice. <laughs> are you eating, are you seriously eating candy corn? I'm candy corn. Oh, Jesus Christ. This candy is, corn's original- the shit. Oh, my gosh. I think Cretchen might be the only person I know who likes candy this is corn, original too. original candy corn from 1927. They made mm. it all it's it's still good. You know why it's, it's still, still good? good? Is because it's fucking wax. Yes. yes. What's in this? Let me look it up. Uh, Carna- Carnaba wax or whatever and uh, <laughs> artificial coloring. You nasty bitch. What do you think deja vu is, Cretchen? Uh, deja vu is misfiring synapses um, in your brain. You're going full science. No, that's just what that's what it is. You always see deja vu if you think about it. When it happens, it's in a matter of seconds, if less than, when you then you experience it, you go, whoa, that was deja vu. Because it just happened in your brain and your ocular nerve picked it up and then spat it back and it's that's what happens. So it does take. make sense from that perspective. I mean, like I get it. Like I've had it several times and I'm like, why do I remember doing this already? Maybe I did. I don't and know. Keep in mind deja vu is is usually most accepted very specific to a very short time frame it's different from premonition it's different from like future sight um that's a very different sort of phenomenon so i think people often conflate that and they'll talk about i've been having visions of this sort of scenario for years i'm like that's different that's not deja vu deja vu is like wait i just did this and i'm doing it again what's going on it's because your brain misfired for a second so my brain misfires all the time, so it checks out. So when I was really little, I thought that deja vu, when I was, I think, 12 or 13, I noticed that I had deja vu a lot, and it was really mundane. I'd be walking down the hall talking to my sister or something stupid, and I would have deja vu for a few seconds. So Crutch's theory completely makes sense. But then something insane would happen after that, maybe hours later or maybe the next day. And then I thought... And this is just a theory as, as a child, I thought maybe if we live our lives over and over again, we have the ability to pinpoint certain points in our life. If just for a moment, we don't get a big clue, but the clue is, hey, this happened before, or this is really weird, but it has to be during a mundane time. And it's a clue that something really big is coming and you're going to have a choice to make or uh, something 
you're going to have to do something that's really important. A soon. pivotal moment. Yeah, exactly. And I was little when I had that thought. So I don't know. I'm not saying that's exactly that's, what it is, but no, no, see, that's because you're letting the shadow people in your house and they're whispering to you at night. <laughs> shadow people do exist. That's very much a real thing. I've seen yeah, it. Hey, who knows? Yeah. Shadow people, by I, the way, that, that whole, that whole concept, that whole phenomenon, what do you want to call it? That is some of the most just like mentally fucked up shit out there as far as just like, there's something I can't quite see because we get, you know, you get the, the eye worms and eye boogers and stuff that mess with what you're, you're seeing. You turn, you're like, did I see something? Did it move? And then you're forever on edge about like what was over there, what's going on in that room over there. And let me go turn on the lights in the hallway for no reason. And it, it, yeah, that stuff messes with you. Oh, yeah. And I, I love hearing those stories. And like uh, my, Mike, when he covers Bigfoot, I've told everyone on our show, I don't give a flying fuck about Bigfoot. But it's fun to hear the stories, especially the ones where they're like, he was psychic and then we had sex and he has a huge dick. And it's like, this is a great story. Like, you should make it into a movie. I would watch that. But I don't believe you for a second. But uh, so. And and you guys live in Bigfoot country, by the way. Yeah, I've never seen one. It's so much less believable because of where we live. Not that I'm out in the wilderness all that often, but like I have been. I've been hunting. Bigfoot rafting an hour away. There's. Bigfoot everything in the mountains. It's almost a marketing it's thing. Just a at tourist this point. thing. Yeah. yeah. Most of those female rafting guys kind of are hairier than Bigfoot. I've noticed. <laughs> they can. Uh, it's because they've been mating with yeah. Bigfoot. Come on. Yeah. Now, I, uh, th- here's here's how you because I, uh, I I was kind of curious to hear Cretchen's take on a lot of this stuff too. And here's how you nail them. Here's how you just kind of pin them down. Just get a direct yes or no. No. Cretchen, do you believe in an afterlife? And what are your thoughts on it? In an afterlife. Or reincarnation. That was going to be my next thing. Thanks, Chris. That would count. Um, well, those are to me, those are two different things. Um, here's, here's, the, here's my favorite concept of any sort of life after death moment and whatever that might involve. The 1991 film. Um, shit, what the hell is it called? With Albert Brooks. I'm drawing a blank now. I'm not going to look it up. Crap. Oh, how do you not know? We got to Google. We got to ask ChatGBT. Hang on. Uh, I was just thinking of it, and then I... You're uh, so good on your toes with this shit, man. Yeah, sorry. I was 1991. You bet your life, but that was... Uh, Which one was it? Defending Your Life. I was close. Oh, okay. I was going to say, You Bet Your Life, but that's the old game show. So Defending Your Life um, with Albert Brooks. If you haven't seen it, highly recommended. Um, it's about somebody who dies and has to reflect upon his life. Was he a good person or not? And the, the fundamental crux of the film is, if you have not been a good enough person if you've not gotten enough points towards whatever that next level of existence is you're sent back and you have to go back until you basically earn it to move forward now whether or not that that aligns with a judeo-christian ideology or any sort of kind of a notion of 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 general reincarnation i think it's broad enough and non-specific enough that it applies to a lot of that and it's just fantastically done from the standpoint of it's not purgatory. It's not heaven. But you know, you can go back and you can read um, uh, the Divine Comedy, and it talks about this sort of concept that you have to kind of earn your way to the next level of of existence. And that is that level of existence just another plane, or is that what we would call paradise or heaven? Or do you have to go back and repeat to atone for sins, or just being a, a milk toast individual? 
who is, you know, if, if it's too hot, I spit you out. If you're too cold, I spit you out. If you're lukewarm, you know, it's just, there's a lot of that sort of theology in there. And to me, that makes the most kind of logical sense as far as how what we call this plane of existence is structured and what might be above or below that as far as um, just a general overall like umbrella theory to it. Because there's good throwaway lines in there, which someone comments there you know they're in this like purgatory i don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it because it's a fantastic film um they say i don't see any kids around why are there no kids here and they say oh kids move on automatically kids if you die as a child you're bumped up and i'm thinking well how old's a child then we get into that like you know try it as an adult sort of thing but it, it is an interesting idea to say yeah a six-year-old is not an evil person in any way they haven't their brain is not formed enough to have some made of them those, are those well I've made those decisions, so (laughs) if they die at that age, they just get moved on to the next plane of existence as is. Now, that person also could have just been blowing smoke and said, no, they've got their own McDonald's Playland purgatory over here, and we send them back because they're a bunch of bastards. But anyway, I I like the general concept of the film, and that probably most closely aligns with how I like to think of multiple planes of existence or call it an afterlife, call it reincarnation, call it paradise or heaven, however you want to structure that. So that's, yes. that's uh, so I haven't seen it. I need to check that out. But so Go it sounds like it that hinges stop. on. Stop. Okay. Yeah. That, stop watching this. That, oh, <laughs> what the hell Dog is that collar. tied to? Yes. Yes. I love this so uh, much. Uh, and I want one. Is that Blueberry doing that? <laughs> I need no, it. So if I say the word L-I-K-E, I get shocked. Gix to set that up for me. So good. Oh, my God. So what fucking good. Yeah, uh, so now, good. Uh, at- well, I was, I was going to say. Um, that's that the premise of that movie seems like it hinges on the idea of the individual unique soul and rather than a collective soul of the human race. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you fucking cocks. Um, I mean, yes, they are. They are there as individuals, um, hence the title defending your life. Um, but it, it is very much about the collective social consciousness, if you want to call it that. And what makes a, a good and reasonable person. I mean, they, they celebrate somebody who was, you know, feeding the homeless or rescuing people from a fire or whatever. And they, they look down upon somebody who is simply, he wasn't evil. He wasn't good or, or, you know, it was very, very middle of the road, but was fundamentally uh, driven by fear. Um, and he was afraid in social scenarios to, to, to live up to his potential and they said, just because of that, you're not living up to what you could be, and society's driving that, so we're going to turn you around, you have to go do it all over again. We'll see you again another 60 years. Right, and that comes down to what somebody else's definition of what you could be is. And, I mean, not that you should... I think you should decide what you can be and what you should be, but if somebody else is saying what you should or shouldn't be or how much potential you could have, I don't see that as a barrier to the next dimension like who's deciding that then we get into the concept of god and or the master program or you know whatever so what do we which religion do we go with which one's the right one like is it buddha or jesus i, I know which one it is i'm not gonna tell anybody <laughs> oh oh wait he, you have to join his uh three thousand dollar patreon to find out <laughs> yes yeah, send send me uh send me some uh some uh satoshis and we'll we'll talk well what do you think well, about he, the idea of Oh, go ahead, boob. boobs. Well, you you would need a wallet for that first, but yeah. <laughs> it's oh, a can send the magic yeah. money somehow. I don't send it to Booberry who will exchange it, turn, turn it into cash and send it. Send it Precious psychically to Booberry. And uh, his running platform is: I'm going to give you the first half of this chili recipe, 
but uh, once I'm elected, then you get the other half. <laughs> yeah. gonna, gonna leave out the the real ingredients. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, so, have any of you? I guess I, this is an open ended question to all of you. Have you ever had the life in review, whether it was from like a near death experience or ego death, or not yet? I not me myself. My fear is I oh. have, and it was boring, and I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was lukewarm. He was milk toast. Ah, may have may have changed the channel. <laughs> have you? You said you have. Oh yeah. What well, boobs have you? Have you had like the life flash before your eyes? Like, I have in not. a literal sense. I have not. Wow. Okay. Um, we well, can make it happen. Enough that, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm game. Yeah, Let's do it. <laughs> the statute of limitations is over on this, and I've already told the story with Ping Trip on my show. But uh, just to be. Th- I, I won't go through the whole long escapade of it, but um, the first time I did acid, I did way too much acid, and I didn't know anything about acid other than what somebody told me, which was, oh, yeah, you can see dubstep, and you can taste colors mm. looking at them. It's like, oh, that's like, yeah. <laughs> Trippy, so bro. I like, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't, re- I didn't understand the um, phil- philosophical implications of, uh, of what I was... Uh, <laughs> You didn't say it there. It. What was that? I don't know. Let's see. I think they're just doing it when he talks now. It says it says uh, it says I did. But I'm gonna listen. Wrote the software. <laughs> but uh, um, so it's started off. I saw a nug of weed kind of crawl on the table as a caterpillar. I saw all the stars like red lasers dashing in between them, and the moon suddenly grew and took up the whole entire sky. I did say that at that time, and. uh and uh, <clears throat> so it all became very overwhelming for somebody that wasn't prepared for that. I pretty much went into a room, like felt like I couldn't breathe, thought I was dying. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And like, kind of like the Gandalf, I was compared to the Gandalf. I heard it. When he uh, fights the Balrog and flies through li- a thousand lifetimes through cyberspace. That's kind of, that's what it was. And I, <clears throat> so I watched I, I've witnessed my birth to death of my entire life. Now it's just, now it's, it's just shocking for no reason. The fuck? And now I witnessed my birth to death life, but from the perspective of everyone I interacted with, looking through their eyes, seeing me, feeling their feelings, for what felt like an eternity until uh, you know all the good, all the bad I ever did, essentially, and then just kind of. Uh, came to terms with the fact that I wasn't a worthy human being and got shot out into, and then as soon as I, you know, I guess you could call it like a redemption or repental or whatever, but just kind of blasted through just a kaleidoscope of colors into uh, just the most real, it's such a real dimension that it felt like what everything I had lived up before then was kind of like the, uh, like a, like Mike was, like Mike was saying, like a movie. <laughs> Or like a, fake, uh, like yeah, I, we've heard that a lot with psychedelic uh, encounters. Is that what they saw was more real than what you know to be real? More colors, and I don't know what that's like. I've never gone that deep with it. But. More real emotions than it, it's just looking back on it. Every it, it was all it's like, oh, this was all a test I was a part of, and then I was able to zoom out. Uh, it, by this point, I had what it felt like lifetimes and lifetimes. I was just going through my whole life review. But by that point, I was able to uh, just zoom out and see the entire, uh, just the entire earth and 
for what was an eternity, just zoom in and become any plant, any animal. I didn't believe in reincarnation at all. This, and you could easily, I, it's easily, you know, my subjective experience, but I had no frame of reference for any of this experience at the time. And Go ahead, shock that fucker. Yeah. After that, I, uh, started doing some digging and was like, Oh, I'm not crazy. This has been an experience throughout for thousands of years across the world that people have had, whether it was through, uh, sacramental ayahuasca and mushroom use or just from people that die in hospitals and uh come back um so i don't know boop, boop, uh, I, can't, I can't prove any of it's real but it's it's definitely <laughs> shaped a lot of my philosophy what, what do you think about that crutched what do you think w- with the psychedelics is that synapses and stuff too or is there something else because i know mike's talked about dmt and other psychedelics where people see the same shit is it just because it's the same chemical like is that what well, your I think, there, I think there's two is? things there. One is there is it, it fundamentally it is it is messing with your brain chemicals. So it is which is doing what it's doing. It's a psychedelic. It is is breaking how your brain is working in a and even in short short bursts. What people see, what they experience, is often based on what others have described or what they have seen themselves, or it's described in the the uh, in relation to a movie or a, you know a, a comic drawing or artwork or something because they have to put it in some sort of frame of reference but in some cases people see that because that's what they're expecting to see so yeah there's a word for that too uh pareidolia i think it's what it's called isn't that where you have little you're afraid of holes and things is that that no i think it's where you're like you're looking for something in the clouds and you see it because your brain makes you see it and I think a lot of things, even like deja vu might be something like pareidolia, but uh, numerology, numerology, pareidolia. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the the uh, possibility that maybe there are other dimensions happening all around us at the same time? Oh, I, I love the multidimensional theory. I'm a, I know I've said this on the show multiple times. Um, uh, I am a hundred percent on board with that concept of, multiple planes of reality whether it's based on you know different dimensions or things moving at different vibrations and i like that way better than oh it's it's bleep bloop coming from 82 kajillion light years away it's like no they're here right now you just can't interact with them because they're on a different plane of existence you just need that they live glasses so crunchy do you think it's possible then that i guess i i guess i think you have said this on the show but is do you think it's possible that uh psychedelics allow you to access those other dimensions um it's possible i think the closest we get is the discussion about the you know the the clockwork elves and dmt and and the and and people who have had direct interactions with them or when they're out in you know in nature they're out in the woods and they they describe them coming out of the the woods just kind of appearing as if they're just outside the the you know the 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 circle of light produced by the the campfire or something that's possible. I mean, I, I, I'm more on board with that than, you know, they flew down and landed their freaking hubcap of a spaceship on the other side of the barn and they came around to, you know, jerk off your cows or something like that. And, and it's always with rednecks and farmers and stuff, too. And the, the explanation for that is uh, nobody's going to believe these hick rednecks when they say some little green men came off and jerked jerk their chickens off. Well, typically well, those those hick people don't even want to talk about it, if that's the truth. By the way, little-known OBDM fact, that's where Sir, Sir, Sir Seatsitter got his OBDM nickname of Chris number 23 because we kept getting calls from Chris's in the southern U.S. talking about UFOs, and I was upset that no one was going out and just shooting at them. 
You'd think somebody would have by now. What about that? Like, uh, you know, we, a lot of us came armed. What the hell? Just uh, take some pot like, shots. We didn't want to get abducted. And uh, Bill Hicks is looking around. At, I think he's in Fife, Alabama. He's like, well, maybe we'll get lucky. And it's just, it's just a sterility and dentistry program that the aliens are doing. Yeah, God, it's free healthcare. I hope yeah. there's dental hygienists on, in other dimensions. <laughs> yeah. uh, by crossed. the way, I always come armed. Yeah. <laughs> I always come armed. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Boo Bear, we haven't heard much from you besides the fucking shot caller. Uh, what what do you got to say about all this crazy shit? Um, well, I certainly don't think that it's just psychedelics that open certain doors. I mean, it's called spirits for a reason, right? The the whole there was that Iron Man comic arc called Demons in the Bottle. I can personally attest to alcoholism and and there is stuff that will attach itself to you through that method. And it's all just about just um, like really depressing your, your essence to the point where, you know, it makes your membrane, your like just soul membrane really mushy and things can kind of leach in. And, you know, you have a lot of um, demons of self-doubt and, and just uh, a lot of hatred for yourself and things like that. And I, I do find it to be supernatural. I think I have had supernatural experiences while being just, you know, drunk out of my fucking gourd. Um, we all have. We just don't remember them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's the thing. When you black out, your mind is saying, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to take a break. My body can't handle, or I can't handle what my body is doing at the moment, and something else takes over and is, you know, in charge of the steering wheel essentially for you. It's like leaving your car uh, running with all the windows down in the middle of a bad area and just walking away. Well, not even it's it's getting in the passenger seat and taking a nap. Okay, yeah. We'll be right back after this quick ad break, so get the skip button ready. But if it doesn't play, well, lucky you. All episodes of Abs and Six Pack are now available at shitmyass.com. Tell your normie siblings. Tell your idiot parents. Tell your dumbass friends. Tell your moron neighbor. Tell your grandparents before they die. They can maybe spread it around to some of their senile old fuck friends. Tell your mom and dad about shitmyass.com. Tell your creepy uncle about shitmyass.com. Tell your Uber driver about shitmyass.com. Tell the guy that delivers your terrible pizza about shitmyass.com. Tell your deadbeat cousins about shipmyass.com. Tell every homeless guy you meet on the street. Call your congressman. Call your governor. Tell them about shipmyass.com. Call the Sandy Hook parents. Tell them about shipmyass.com. Get shipmyass.com yard signs. Put them all around your whole neighborhood, but rig them with explosives so that they blow up after 24 hours and no one knows they were there. Just start going through the phone book. Call random numbers. Tell them about shipmyass.com. Say, hey, there's new episodes up at shipmyass.com. Go to the mall. Look for the person that looks the most retarded. Tell them about shipmyass.com. Then go to another mall. Look for the most smartest guy with the most smarty pants, glasses, and good hair. Tell him about shipmyass.com. Tell him to spread the news. Start riding the bus all around your house all day and tell every person that gets on the bus about shipmyass.com. Start committing misdemeanors or possibly felonies so that you keep getting, you become a repeat offender in the prison system. Tell the prisoners, tell your cellmate about shipmyass.com. Tell the prison guards about shipmyass.com. Tell the cop. Tell them I sent you. They'll give you 10% off discount code for, uh, uh, start calling up customer service people. Tell them about shipmyass.com. 
10 bonus points for Indian guys. Go to the park, kidnap somebody's dog, then when they come to get it back from you, tell them about shipmyass.com. Say, hey, your dog would love this podcast. I'm doing you a favor. Pick up skateboarding as a hobby. Even if you're terrible and bust your knee or bust your head open, you can tell all the skating guys, hey, have you been to shipmyass.com yet? There's some good podcasts there. Or just lie to them. Tell them it's, it's gutter punk, skate tween, shit cringe music, whatever the fuck those idiots listen to. Tell them, hey, you can get the good skating music at shipmyass.com. Make sure you don't wear a helmet. Run for mayor. Run for mayor of your city or county. Then you can, when you get elected, you can tell everybody about shipmyass.com and mandate that it be on every billboard and every street sign and every fucking bench. And uh, that's just how you help the podcast out. So I don't think it's asking too much. You guys keep Um, making a lot of uh, um, driving references to drinking, and I just want to point out that's probably not a great thing. Well, uh, we don't condone uh, drinking and driving. (laughs) Yeah, my grandmother was beheaded in an accident. So I, I totally get it, man. It's uh, I drunk better when I drive. Yeah, Sir Sir Seat Sitter showing up playing Gavin McInnes. While <laughs> why junk driving should be allowed clips. <laughs> uh, uh, it's good. Times. If you're not driving with at least eight beers in you, I don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> you pussy. Yeah, what a big uh, tolerance. Uh, but I, I think that extends, you know, to psychedelic. I think it extends to a, a lot of stuff. Anything that alters your perceptions is opening you to one thing or another. I would include meditation in that. I would include, um, I mean, just anything that's putting you in a different frame of mind. Watching the TV, I, I full, full heartedly believe that there's demons that come through the TV screens, whatever you want to call it. The black mirrors. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Our mutual friend of, Fletcher has a uh, crazi story about med- his group of friends meditating around the crystals. Have you heard that? Like crystal I, meth? <laughs> <laughs> that and quartz. Just something, something coming out of the freaking sky, like a, a black, giant black figure that was blacker than black, just like doing a beeline out of the sky and landing on a, uh, and landing on a, uh, isn't that from yeah, Harry Potter? Transformer, electric transformer. I don't know if you heard that story he told on my show, but dude, that that's haunted me to this day. The story he tells about that because I believe him. It sounds uh, like Mothman. It does sound like Mothman. That's what I was thinking too. What happened? Can you give us a little a little taste of the story um, and without saying without like for the it. love of God, just say <laughs> similar. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to, to uh, mute Booberry. It's not me. It's just, it's on Chris's side. Oh, okay. (laughs) Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. The nutshell version is they were doing a meditation exercise around a bunch of crystals and something, some big giant, just, uh, just blacker than the night sky figure just racist came in, started running at them, landed on a power transformer, hovered up there and then jumped off and started running at them. They ran inside the house all the ceiling fans were just spinning as just as fast as they could, like uh, with no, with no, uh, they, no, they couldn't no turn the fans off. Car. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they so finally had somebody, one of them, I think it was Fletcher said he yelled, just God damn it. Stop it. <laughs> and or get out of here. Something. And just all of a sudden the thing was gone. All the ceiling fans stopped. The doors stopped slamming open and shut in the house. And so you don't even later, have to say Jesus uh, be gone. You can just say, "God damn it, be gone." 
Seems well, that sacrilegious. might have worked better because all those people, uh, from what I remember him saying, I know for for sure him and all those other people, uh, from what I remember, but for sure him throughout the rest of his life, it would appear and he he would know it was there just by a feeling like hair standing up on his neck and he'd turn around and be there behind him, following him around. I think I think I actually have a uh, a sound drop fr- from that occasion. I put it in my mouth. <laughs> Is that what happened? They put his pe- the penis in the mouth. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I, I believe, and it, it goes back to the shadow people thing we were talking about. I, I know independently, people that don't talk about the type of things that we talk about, that don't pontificate at all like we do, independent of each other. A lot of people that work third shift and do speed, uh, like Adderall or whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to take this thing off. It's too distracting. Uh, they, uh, a lot of them, independent of each other, have told me about shadow people and whispering similar things and. Uh, always seen them and it's always about two to four days of sleep deprivation the shadow people kick in and that could be something that's not supernatural the skeptic would say that's just a part of human psychology that uh, somehow our brains have evolved to have that uh, those anomalies happen after a lack of sleep but I think there's a little more to it I think you're there's a lot of ways like you were saying boobs of opening different dimensions and sleep deprivation is definitely one of them the one unifying thing that I I really came to recognize and respect to a degree because it's across the entire United States is just the, the people that are out on the streets, homeless uh, by their own volition or by their own circumstance or by their circumstances. And I have come across people that you could not convince me otherwise that they were not possessed. And and I, I mean that fully that, you know, I have heard just some of the most guttural screams coming from people in like Toronto, and that was more oh, recent. Canadians. That was <laughs> that was like 2019 December. Um, Did their heads uh, spin around though? You know, just with the just with the 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 rage. It comes, it comes in half. The Canadians can split their heads in half. Oh right, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I've run into some people that I and I I think that goes both ways. I think I've either met angels or people that had uh, some really divine entities around them. I had an angel laugh in my hotel room one time. That that kind of tripped me up. I wasn't freaked out per se, but it was pretty spooky. Story. What happened? So, yeah, tell us that story. And then I want to hear Kretch's response on like this kind of paranormal-ish, which I think is all the same thing as UFOs and Bigfoot, as our listeners know. But mm-hmm. tell that story, and then Kretch, I want your rebuttal to this as a science well, I guy. Have to rebut- I, how can I rebut something I haven't heard yet? <laughs> after, after he tells it, then you oh, can okay. rebut it. Yeah, yeah. Deboomed. Um, pre boomed it. This was in 2000 and... I guess 19, I was on tour. We were in Las Vegas. Uh, I was in a pretty depressed state, um, just having a hard time keeping up with stuff, was not taking care of my body nor my mind. And um, I had tried to, Las Vegas in and of itself is a very creepy town. I, I, I always feel like it's the Disneyland of death. Like, you just you stand there in Vegas and it just you're, you feel like you're surrounded by a graveyard for some reason. Uh, our buddy Darren from Grimerica says it's like being on the inside of a tablet, which makes complete sense. That's what it's like. And I had made the mistake of 
trying to do some meditation and quasi scrying work using a TV screen, which I would not recommend. Uh, just no, no image. It was not turned on. I just used a black, the actual black mirror that it was. And yeah, don't, don't do that. Good Lord. It was, it was intense, man. Like by the time I had kind of cracked through the blockages and like had really just connected to what was on the other side. Um, it's cliched, but it was like, have, have you seen Scott Pilgrim versus the world? And at the end of the movie, he's supposed to, um, he's supposed to confront Nega Scott, the evil yeah. version of himself. Just that sort of imagery, the, the white skin, the sunken eyes, the sort of, um, the, the atrophied skin, it was, it was intense. And I, you know, I just kind of came face to face with what my mental state was at that time through the TV screen. And this is Vegas. So there's people coming and going through the hotel room at all hours of the night, but it is nonstop. The doors are not springed in the way that they'll kind of like slowly close shut. They'll just boom. They'll just slam shut. So you can hear when people are coming and going in the room through the hallway, you can hear the elevator not to and mention a fuckload of EMFs going every which way. It's a soup down there. Oh, yeah. You guys need to stay in nicer hotels. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> that's off the strip. <laughs> uh, I think we were staying at the Golden Nugget that time. Um, but I bet the nicest hotels have the most overdoses. Yeah, but they're, they're discreet. Discreet. <laughs> well, they have the best drugs. So probably yeah. <laughs> they go put themselves outside the door of the room first. They get picked up by room service first thing mm-hmm. in the morning. Yep. Come by before you're up. Take them out. <laughs> Dustpan. <laughs> Put them in the dumpster. Anyway, sorry, out. boobs. We interrupted. Go ahead. But after, um, and the, the actual, the actual time, like what time it was escapes me. Um, I want to say it was like 1233. It, it just, it, it, it had that sort of, um, you know, you look at a clock and it's always 1111 or 333, so on and so forth. I, kind of disconnected from that television was trying to bring my back self myself back to the real world, whatever this is. And at that moment, when I looked at the clock, there was a disembodied laugh in the room that was with me. There was no door slamming. There was no, um, the elevator, you know, didn't fire off and it wasn't like a, a laugh of malice but it, it wasn't like a laugh of joy either, if that makes any sense. Um, you, were you on any substances at this point? <laughs> that night, no. Uh, but, I mean, I was kind of at the point where, like, every night a week, going out, fucking getting hammered, so on and so forth. So... See, I'm more inclined to believe it. If it was just alcohol or something, I believe it. I've been drunk um, a, a lot all the time, so I, I get that. <laughs> I, I never hallucinate whilst while had been drunken, like ever. That doesn't happen when you're drunk. Maybe you see tracers where things are blurry, but you don't see shit that's not there. Or hear shit that's not there. So I mean, I I I constantly am catching things, though. I I don't know what it is, but I just I always. Always, always, always 
just to have the sensation that there's something floating nearby. Maybe I'm losing my mind. That that is also did the, did the highly laugh, possible. Uh, <laughs> did the laugh sound like this at all? Just one. <laughs> Uh, it was similar. I'm thinking more so. <laughs> somebody. Oh, Cretchen was in his hotel room. I am the god of fuck. He was yeah, looking yeah, to yeah. get some, bro. No, I was announcing myself. I am apparently the god of fuck. So, yeah. Oh, I'm going to take that one, too. Thank you. Murder, 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 murder. No, so I didn't want you to rebut it as that? much as. Whoa. I don't know. Which one was that? Play it again. Uh, murder, 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 murder. Wow. He says a lot of things he doesn't remember, kind of like us. No, so I didn't want you to rebut that specific story. What do you think about like the correlation between different dimensions and demonic contact and things like that that you can't explain? Like like you were talking about earlier with shadow people or there's there's all kinds of like the old hag, sleep paralysis, all this stuff. Is that all just aspects of your mind or what? Uh, no, I, I think it, I, I I like the concept of you are able to start to find areas where the, the, the space between dimensions is thinner. I like that the, the concept of being able to, for lack of a better term, project yourself or at least attune yourself to be able to, to start to see that stuff. What you're seeing are glimpses, bits and pieces. It doesn't make sense. So your your brain's not able to wrap around. So you you have to couch those experiences in something with which you are familiar now in in more recent years that has to do with with fiction you know our, our experience with fiction television movies etc so we use that frame of reference but i i don't have any problem uh with those concepts um i, I my biggest issue with that story was was somehow booberry was scrying into what i presume is a flat panel television which are nowhere near reflective enough to really just start to warp your brain. So I don't know how well that works compared to the old CRTs, but I would think you'd want a more reflective surface so you could start to see stuff behind you. Yeah, if anybody wants but, to go out there and try that with a CRT, let me know how that goes. Well, in you got to understand, in, in a dark room, if you're, sitting, if you're sitting there for an hour and a half, your your eyes are going to acclimate and... You know, I can turn off my mo- my monitors and still see. I mean, that's kind of the point that I'm getting at is that, yes, to look at one of these more modern monitors, yes, it is a blurry image. But as you sit there in the dark and you're focusing on that and getting yourself into that meditative space, that image starts to form more clearly. But, but wouldn't it make more sense to like go sit in the in the hotel bathroom and use the mirror? I'm just curious. I think it has more to do with your state of mind than what you're looking at. Because I know there's a lot of people that will scry into basically, I think it's more of a focal point type of thing from what I've heard. It's not necessarily what you're looking at. It's more of focusing on one thing. Like people will do that with a candle flame and that's mm-hmm. not reflective at all. And the, they'll scry into a candle flame and see crazy shit. So I don't know if it has to what do with optics. Water? Or, Can't you look at your reflection in water? I don't want to do that. I don't that's want to just, look at my reflection. I, yeah. I just assume that's where the term scry me a river comes from. You're missing Possibly. Again. Okay. How You're long on are you drugs, Chris. to squeeze that one out? <laughs> <laughs> like a fart. Uh, <laughs> oh, like a fart? For the right, right moment. Mm. Oh, good for you, buddy. 
But yeah, do you have anything more to say on that, or should we move on to stupid news? Do you have any stupid news, Cratchit? I know you're filled to the brim with it. I have it. a lot of stupid news, but I'm saving it. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I routinely have probably two to three times the amount of stories we ever get to on a given show, so sometimes they're useful to have to go back to uh, depending on what the topic is. So uh, shout the out the worst one that you have, so that you know you'll never use it on OBDM. Yeah, one that Mike won't like pick and then be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> when you use it on our show and not yours. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, let me see what I got. You gotta get into the carrot shop. Ah! It's not in the carrot shop. It's not where they are. Oh, okay. Well, I got a good one here for this. This one I picked just for Mike for next one, but um, let's see. We won't tell anybody. I won't tell Mike. What the heck's going on around all here? Right, here's what. Well, okay. Let's use this one. Did did I don't know? Did you guys discuss the diarrhea airplane story? Uh, no, no. Please do tell. <laughs> it's. Even this one is a little, um, a little much for uh, um, for OBDM. But tell you what, oh, nothing's too much for us. We only have like two people that hate those stories, and fuck them. All right, let me put this into the Zoom chat. There you go. Oh, that is the uh, poor man's carrot shop. Yes, I got it. All right. Is and it chop or shop? Is it C H O P or S H O P? Uh, it's C H O P P E. No, it's it's shop. It's a <laughs> place you go to take things and not, without paying for them if you live in. Service. I always heard it as chop, like carrot shop, like uh, like dicing a carrot. Carrot chop. That's what carrot I always just chop. heard it as. I just assumed. All right. So, yeah, wait it. <laughs> I love this. I actually love your. This is why I love OBDN. I love talking about weird shit and then just going to straight to this. Uh, a Delta flight diverted after passenger reportedly has diarrhea all the way through the airplane. That's in quotes, too. That is in quotes. So a Delta Airlines flight from Atlanta, Georgia to Barcelona, Spain was diverted back to its original airport. Oh, Jesus. After a passenger experienced an onboard medical issue. Uh, yeah, they're going to call it an onboard medical issue. We know what it is. The website flightradar24.com shows Delta flight DL-194 is about two hours into its eight-hour flight when it turned around over Virginia, I was going to say vagina, and headed back to Atlanta. A user on X, formerly known as Twitter, which is (laughs) fucking gay. I don't know if you know this, but that is a dumb fucking name. Uh, (laughs) Who who appears to devote his page. Uh, No, I'm going to put it on there anyway. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Uh, who appears to devote his page to flight material, nerd, shared audio recorded from the Airbus A350 that was broadcast on liveatc.com. On the recording, a pilot tells air traffic control, this is a biohazard issue. Uh, No shit. No pun intended. We've had a passenger who's had diarrhea all the way through the airplane. So they want us to come back to Atlanta. You know why that is? It's because they don't let you fucking get up until you're like three hours into your flight. They're like, the pilot has said, fasten seatbelts. This will remain on. Please do not get up. Yeah, Jen had a problem with that. They were taxiing. I had to pee so bad. I had, like, I had like seven beers right before my flight and just on the go, plane, man. too. Just go, yeah. I did. So I did right as we were about to take off. I'm like, I just have to pee. And I ran back there. This was like a week and a half ago. Yeah. 
And as I opened the door, the flight attendants were in the jump seats and they're like, ma'am, sit down, sit down now. And I just slammed <laughs> the door and I would just pretended that I didn't see them or hear them. She took a quick tinkle. And then I tried to pee and I just couldn't because I was terrified because they <laughs> screamed at me. They screamed at me through the door, pounded on it. And then the pilot got on. And this is a huge full packed flight from Boston to San Francisco. And they're like, everyone get in your seats right now. It scared the shit out of me. So I'm not literally. <laughs> just but the piss. Not the piss either. The piss stayed inside. So I just got up and just ran back to my seat. And then we immediately took off. So I was 100% holding up the plane. So this guy was probably too scared to take his shit. And then he had a biohazard issue all over the plane. I know exactly what happened. He probably ate a Cinnabon right before the flight. And then they took off. It took way too long to take off. You sign a waiver that says if you stand up and you have to take a piss or a shit while we are taking off and your head slams into the back and you die oh well sign a waiver yeah i, I got I, pissed I all over the was... toilet seat last time i was on a plane because there was turbulence while i was taking the leaks everyone <laughs> pisses on the toilet seat good lord yeah. um, i tried I, I, I suspect it, it had to do more with the uh the cheap sushi he got at one of those those Cafe, oh, cafe yeah. but the little like takeout places in the airport it's like oh, the it's, gas station a, of the airport yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Is there audio from the pilots of, in this article that we can? I don't know. I'm I'm going to keep reading. Made but it, made actually, it. I I do I do have a recording of this. Uh, no, I you don't. The yes, the, pi- the pilot came out on the goddamn intercom <laughs> and said, "Ladies and gentlemen, please, uh, we have an emergency. There's a guy with piss coming from my ass." Doo doo, bud. <laughs> Uh, there, actually, there is actually there there is video of this in the aftermath. I'll put that in the chat, and I'll hold on to that until you're done discussing. Oh, show.nets. There was a clip about this on No Agenda today. I can go grab real fast. By the way, I, I, say, I, I do enjoy having these stories two or three days prior to they, them showing up in No Agenda. So, yes. oh, good. All right, let me finish R- off this article, and then we can to a, buy a show or two. So. Oh yeah, uh, that's probably why you got kicked off. Back right? When I was covering a bunch of yeah, jab and COVID stuff. I would, I would be so proud every time I scooped the Noogen on clips. Yep, got him. <laughs> All right. So a Delta spokes spokesperson, not a spokesman or woman, because it's a dude or a guy, a confirmed spokes- with sure. spokes. They confirmed with Fox spokes News them. Digital. There was no emergency landing because of the biohazard situation, but the flight did return to its original airport. Uh, quote: Delta Flight 194 from Atlanta to Barcelona. Returned to Atlanta following an onboard medical issue. Our teams worked out as quickly and, and safely as possible to thoroughly clean the airplane and get our airport or our, cust- our airports, our customers to their final destination. You don't say that on a plane, first of all. If you're on a plane, you don't say final destination. Everybody knows that. Anyway, we sincerely apologize to our customers for the delay and inconvenience to their travel. Was planes. this person allowed to get back on the plane? Uh, corked them. <laughs> so it said there were 336 passengers that landed without further incident the following day, eight hours and six minutes behind schedule. Those people That's were pissed. Shit. Oh, they probably missed. If anyone had a connecting flight to another country, they missed it. Oh yeah. Why don't they? Why don't they disclose the person's name and maybe their address or yeah. Instagram? <laughs> Where <handle>? they live? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dox this fucker. <laughs> Steve Grabowski like it- of Macon, Georgia. I, I want to say it was it Tom Shimabukuro. <laughs> did they keep there it was gender a, neutral there was a short man or a woman a yeah, short yeah. eight second clip negative it's just a, a biohazard issue i you know we've had a passenger who had diarrhea all the way through the airplane so they want us to come back to atlanta <laughs> where apparently they have toilet paper 
I love that headline. Uh, all the way through the airplane. So you can, you can, uh, especially for the audio listeners, imagine that in your head. Diarrhea all the way through the airplane. Wait, wait, and this you- is not a 737. This is an Airbus. You That's can't a roll down plane. the windows at all. That was a lot of sushi. I am well, tired well, of all these motherfucking snail trails on this motherfucking <laughs> plane. We refer to those as hot snakes. Oh, <laughs> it, we call so the article them, uh, kept it kept it in uh, the the gender was uh, undisclosed, right? Or am I mistaken? Uh, Did you say the ginger? The gender. Yes. The gender. Oh, so it, I so you were hating uh, on gingers. It was I don't know. The it was as far as I could tell, it was a non-specific gender of a person, which makes me think it was a woman. Because if it was a dude, they definitely would have said this guy had mm-hmm. diarrhea all over the airplane. Oh, dude! If it was but a dude, dude would have like, owned well, it. This person. Yeah. There'd probably be video of him being like, let me take a shit. No, he would have had his own video of it and been yep. fucking TikTok famous, just walking <laughs> through the whole plane. Just... What up, fam? It's me, Poopmeister. <laughs> in in two years, he's going to have a he's going to have a deal with Sony and like mm-hmm. a bunch of other shit. Who knows? Uh, so you guys ready for the visual? Because this this is yes. this is what it was. Yeah. So there you is go. it raw? It's on X, formerly known as Twitter. Um and there is video of this of somebody walking down the. It's after its planes land and everyone has evacuated their bowels, but evacuated the plane as well. Um, they're going through and looking at the aftermath of this. Oh, Richard, right. I hate to tell you this, but there's a difference between X and xvideos.com. So X videos you didn't is know exclusively that? for Twitter. You just go to xvideos.com <laughs> and look at all the Twitter yeah. videos. Is there any oh, sound on this video? Uh, I don't know. Well, we'll find out. Sorry, audio listeners. I'll clip it out if there isn't, but let's look at it. There is, but it's just it's just ambient. You can oh, add some ew. sounds, though. Oh, wow. They put paper towels down through one of the aisles it really, on the plane. It really was all the way That's through the plane. That's a huge plane, too. It's like a 323, like, gigantic 797 or something. Hey, <laughs> I... Huge plane. I give this guy props. Like, oh, good for God, you, man. dude. Or, or ma'am. Or guy. Who knows? I, they I just, just need to, know, to let as, the seatbelt sign go sometimes. As they were running down the aisle, were they quickly and beneath their breath saying, make it, 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 make it. And they, they were 100%. holding their butthole for sure. And that's probably what no, made it like spray. Bridesmaids when the girl's like, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. Yeah. And then no, she shits in the street. If you're holding your hand down there, that makes it worse because it's like a hose when you put your thumb on the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> You're not helping anything by doing that. It's coming out anyway. The pressure is there. It's spraying. You'd be yeah, better just, just to like drop, trajectory. drop trow and just do it in one spot. Make clean up fucking easier. What an asshole. Yeah, like I've definitely had that can. phenomenon when I'm trying to hold him puke and I put my try to cover it with my mouth. It just sprays yeah, same idea. And, yeah. and you can't run down a plane with your hand in your pants because. They'll Whatever. Think it's a bomb. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They're like they're pulling the bomb out of their ass. Everyone, take cover. I actually Start made a joke bomb. about that. Uh, it, it was our local regional airport, not like Denver or something. But I actually made a joke to the TSA guy because he was talking about, oh, maybe it's your necklace or something. And I'm like, oh, do you think it's a? I mean, the thing you can't say in airports. And he's like, no, you can say it. it just has to be under your breath. Bomb. And he actually said it. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's awesome. What a great team. I'm lucky that we still got to board our flight that day. I know. I didn't say it. He said it's it. It's like, yeah. I could sue him. Sue he everybody. Was to, he was trying to get you to say it, and then you'd be on the list. 
that well i i found out later he knew my brother so and he probably saw my id i don't know if that's related but he said bomb in an airport a tsa it's a very small airport it's the kind where there's no gate the gate is wherever they roll the stairs out to get on the plane outside yeah it was not a like it's not a real i wouldn't even call it a gate i'd call it more of a door they call it a gate it's you're boarding at gate one (laughs) kind of yeah yeah well, dude, I do like those airports that are so small. They they try to like the word gate too. I'm like, there's a door. There's only two of them. I know where you're going. Why do you have to yeah, fancy it up? There's a rope in front of it. Who are you stopping right now? There's Terrorists. no two gates at this airport unless yeah. there are two planes there and they have two sets of stairs they could wheel yeah, out. If I had a box point cutter, which plane you're going to? Yeah. <laughs> if I had a box cutter, I'd get right past that rope and that lady that's 300 pounds standing there checking my ID. No problem. <laughs> getting on that plane first and i'm shitting up and down the aisle in there oh. I, I have a, like a kind of unrelated question but i it might just be the area i live in how many of you guys have where the majority of your friends and acquaintances have never been on an airplane because a lot of people i know have never been on an airplane i don't know anybody who hasn't i know a lot of oh, people who wow. have flown I've flown probably like 200 times in my life. And when I tell people how many times I've flown and like all of the crazy stories, they're like, wow, I've only flown like twice. And I think that's super weird because of my experience of just flying all the time. I haven't flown a lot, but I don't really know anybody who has never flown. Yeah, that's I weird. Have a bunch of friends that have, uh, well, <laughs> one of my friends uh, is terrified of planes and snakes. So he's <laughs> definitely not getting on an airplane. I have a like perfect movie, movie for him. <laughs> yeah. But uh no, it's, hot snakes I, on a plane. I would say I would say it's 50, 40 to 60%. I don't I want to say it's even 50/50 split, but it, it's around half of the people that I know have never been on an airplane have no desire to. Because they're guess, scared is that the just, reason? Out well, of fear? Or or just there's like, why do I need to go anywhere? I, I got all the stuff I need right here in in East Tennessee. I actually That's agree fine. with that. That's I tell my kid fine. that all the time. I'm like, I don't like going places. I hate people and all my shit's in my house. Why do I need to leave? This is where all my stuff is. Yeah. Everything I need. Every time my we wiener. go somewhere, Joe's like, something terrible happens back where our house is. That just happened when we went to Denver. And he's like, this is why I never want to leave. And I'm, I'm like, already an old curmudgeon and I'm fucking fine with it. I get those guys. I get why they're like that. So to be fair, Chris, I am super afraid of flying and I've flown more than most people I know. And every single time I got on the plane, I'm like, Ooh, it might, this might be the time. Like as soon as we <laughs> take off, one. <laughs> I know. So I look around at all of the other people on the plane that are casually reading newspapers or on their tablets now. Cause it's been years and years. She looks I've over flown. at me and I'm asleep. I look over at, yeah. People who are sleeping, people who are just reading on their tablets and the plane's like, and I'm just like, wow, they look oh. super calm. Like, I think we're fine. I think we're fine. This feels really weird, but I think we're all right. But I, I, I never used to be feeling. scared of flying until I, it was like the third time I flew and I ate some pop brownies and that oh. just made the whole thing terrifying. No, Not a good idea. <laughs> no, I, I recommend and, and, shutting off your brain with alcohol if you're going to do yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah drinking is definitely the way to go. I, I, I also, I've, it traumatized me from flying forever because I was setting, I had a pretty heavy piece of luggage suitcase that I was trying to put in the overhead compartment and it fell on a person's head. <laughs> Direct just dropped it oh right on their God. head. Oh my God. And then I had to sit next to them the whole flight. What, what was in the I luggage? I apologize like, probably 10 times. Another person? What were you doing? Rick's of weed. Say it again. What, what, what was in his luggage that made it so heavy? Uh, well, it's just a, it's one of those rolling uh, luggage things. So, so not, you're I, not going to tell us, are you? I was a bunch of clothes and a I, Bluetooth speaker and laptop and Oh, that could be it. 
they didn't have to know it was yours, though. You could have just helped them, picked it up, and put yeah, it back in, said, and been like, "Oh man!" This asshole? And then so sat there and this waited for them the to deplane. Yeah, and then yeah, guy. let everyone go past you and just be like, "Go ahead, it's cool." And then sheepishly take your luggage out later and deplane last. When you get out before them, uh, off planing, you're like, "Oh, that's what I would have done." Yeah. For sure. I, <laughs> but you don't. Have to I would have been so. less embarrassed if I had diarrhea up and down the entire cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to like make really? myself do that now just to show up on TikTok, but I'm going to have my phone ready. And unlike this retard that didn't even have his phone going. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. If you're going to shit up, if you're going to go, go for divert. it. He couldn't. How is he going to hold his phone if he has his thumb in his ass? Well, you have one hand for the thumb. One hand. Yeah. The other one was like, move, 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 move. Waving people away, I think. Oh, no, I'm not waving people away. I'm, I'm like, check this out. <laughs> check Bring this it out. Little for, little for you, little for you, little for you. Well, you guys, let's let's wrap this up. I I know Chris uh, has to work early. I actually have to work early. I have no idea if Cretchen does. I don't really give a shit, but uh, no, I'm Mm. just kidding. Uh, (laughs) So obdmpod.com. Look, I can do your plugs for you unless you have anything else. Is Uh, there Cretchen.com? Factcheckgov.com. Oh, right. That's that's the site to go to. That's a different site. Exactly. Yes. Uh, Booberry. Do all your fact checks at factcheckgov.com. Do it. Go there now and sign up for Patreon. One dollar a month. Uh, Booberry, what's your little as $1 a month? You can pay more. (laughs) Uh, we're over at badradio.live or behind the schemes.com, SCH 3M 3S. We do a live show every Monday night, audio only, but uh, we've been playing around with a lot of new podcasted 2.0 features, so we're able to switch the chapters live on the fly. So we're showing all sorts of art, new art. I mean, shit, we had like nine submissions I was just cycling through the other night. Um, but we actually just started a new feed up. You can find it in only the podcasting 2.0 apps because I turned on the block Spotify, block Apple and block Amazon in our feed. Um, but we started a, it's about an hour long music pre-show called before the schemes. And it's all boostable music. It all, it's like 95% of the sets that come in, go directly to the artists. It's phenomenal. I, I, I could not be enjoying myself more. Uh, oh, you could. Yeah, that's, that's super but, exciting. Oh, dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to help you with it. Y'all, you know, anytime y'all are ready to fuck around and find out, you know where to find me. I am. I am ready. My body's ready. Oh yeah, buddy. And oh, Chris, yeah. last but not least, where can we find all your shit? Myass.com. Shit. Myass.com. <laughs> oh shit. shit. You fucked that up. <laughs> People are going to well, go to myass.com so and have a whole different thing. Don't go to pissmyass.com. That's a OBD site. Shitmyass.com. 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 A tremendous piece one. of shit. I, awesome. I just like to know who is going to register uh, hot snakes on a plane.com. Uh, I, you've already done it, haven't you? <laughs> no, I've not. I, You're full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have that one of the of the somebody grab it right now dozens of domains I do not have that one does, <laughs> does Bigfoot took my virginity.com is that still go to OBDM I, I might have let it lapse because no one ever used it <laughs> <laughs> really I'm I surprised know. by that They're like genuinely surprised by that well you guys thank you so much uh, thanks everybody uh, on Rockfin and wherever the fuck else you listen you know where to find us you can find us at the the places yeah.